this time. not only that we're back but we brought some color to the podcast <laughs> a little yes, well-needed brown first of all shout out to everybody who's been tapping in and holding me down again um it took a while since um for the podcast to come back but we are officially in the new studio so i'm psyched about that we're going to be seeing new backgrounds new studio setups the whole thing taking it to the next level and the first one back was with sammy sam so i had to come back i said we were already talking about it for a while, but I want to introduce everybody, my, one of my favorite new axemen to the game. I don't know how, we're going to find out how new in the game he is, but new on my radar, my boy from the band Drain, if you haven't heard, they just dropped a new record. My boy Cody, the axeman behind the fucking, the Drain machine, my brother, what's going on? Uh, yeah, nothing much, man. Thanks for having me. Stoked. Yeah, now nah, I'm glad to get you on. Like we talked about it a while. We talked about, we actually talked about it in Europe. And I remember I was like, right away, um, I wasn't trying to make it a drain thing, but I made it a drain thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what that's what we do. But um, you guys been busy since we got back. So that was I was we had so much fun on that. It was you know, oh yeah. You know what could I say? But forget that. Right after that, we get home. You guys are uh, you took off right after that. You guys been on a on a mission, huh? What's the deal? Like you've been busy, huh? Shoot, man. Yeah, I will say we've been pretty busy. I'm trying to think what what did we do right after that tour? We shoot, it was, it was all just like album lead up stuff, you know? Yeah, we yeah. I, I think you were doing like the press stuff and getting ready to do all this other stuff. But um, so how's it been going? I see everybody. It seems like tell me what you've been doing. I know you you had the like the the release party. Um, tell me what you did for the record. I saw the billboard. You know, I got psyched. Oh, yeah, that's dope, you know. I'm mad psyched for you guys, but tell us so what you've been doing to set up this record because not every people know who you are, but they may not know the setup, what you guys did to celebrate this. And what I liked about it was it's a little different and also a little traditional too. It reminded me oh, more like old school style, how you uh broke into a new record in the scene, you know what I mean? So it was cool. Like what you guys did to break this record. Exactly, man. Well shit. I mean, we you know, we, we, we put out a few singles, you know, over, over time, you know, and one, one of the singles came out while we were on tour, you know, uh, this, the second single. So it was a bunch of that. And then basically what we did. So the day before the album came out on Thursday, we uh, we had a little like listening party at Streetlight Records in Santa Cruz. That was and that was really cool. And like uh, the way we wanted it set up, it was like we're like, well, we know we don't want to do the typical like, um, you know, set up a table and just sign the records and stuff like that. I mean. We, want, we were down to sign records, but we just wanted, like, kids to like, show up and just, like, you know, just come through, hang out, talk to us and stuff, you know. Yeah. And we didn't want to do that whole typical thing, but it was cool. I mean, uh, you know, we had we played the record a bunch of times, got to meet a bunch of a bunch of new kids we've never seen, a bunch of these kids we see in, in the scene, you know, and yeah. stuff like that. And it was cool. We had a good time. And I had uh, my, my friend Evan, he, he owns his coffee shop here in town, and we had him serve some coffee and, you know, a bunch of that stuff, so some pastries, so... It was it was a really cool event, man. And then the next day we went to L.A. and did the same exact thing at Braindead Studios. And um, that that was also fun as well. Pretty, pretty much the same thing. A bunch of kids came through. And and, you know, and, and I know I know how the reaction has been on my side. I've been seeing it. It seems very how 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 does it feel? It seems like, man, you guys should be excited, man, because it's a 
You know, it's one of those things that sometimes if um, not, you know, some people soak in it in in, in a bad way. You know, they they take it in in a fucking in a, in a shitty gassed up way. You shouldn't take it in that way. And I know you guys ain't built like that, but definitely it's good, you know, be uh, aware of what's happening and, and take it in, you know, because that's the thing that um we forgot to do at certain periods because, you know, you do, you forget. You just, it's what you do, you know, it's just what we do. But um, exactly. like the excitement part of it, like you should be excited. You should want to like, you know, yell and want to play the record and want to like, let's go in front of every person we could go and blast this record. You know what I mean? So totally, man. No, that's good. And, and um, I'll tell you a funny story. So I got you on my workout playlist. We're going to talk about that because I, I know you've been working out. And um, oh, yeah, so, yeah. So but I just added it to the playlist. Right. So I added you guys to the playlist. So I'm used to my old playlist, but whatever. I got some new songs in there. So I'm in there and, I, and I'm a Spotify guy, but I'm a cheap Spotify guy. So I don't pay for it. Oh, so, there we go. But, okay. Right. So, but I'm listening to it and then I'm like, all right, I'm about to do a lift. And I'm like, all right, with these fucking commercials, because I hear fish and water. I hear waves. Oh. And then I hear, and it was you motherfuckers. I was like, yeah. Oh. So I got used to hearing it. I wasn't you. I thought it was a Spotify commercial. But, uh, oh, man. But, awesome. this, but that's <laughs> one of my favorite tracks. That shit is on. Uh, um, and um, what I was going to say. So, yes, yeah, so you got to do. Um, have you played any uh, shows shows since the the release or just yeah? These? So I'm trying to think because uh, there's been a, been a lot of stuff that has happened in between. So I think the the show that we played after that or the first show after our tour was I want to say it was um, uh, a punk in the park in um, in uh, Ventura. Yes, it was. I, it was. Yeah. I want to say it was because I remember following. I'm trying to seeing you guys on that. Yep. Right. Right. Yeah. So that that was really fun, and that was like one of those you know because we. We've been going out and doing these festivals that are kind of like, you know, obviously outside of the genre, you know what I mean? We've been doing, you know, we did Psycho Las Vegas, you know, that's like, that's like a metal one, you know, and then Punk in the Park is just all just straight punk, you know, so that was the first time we did a straight punk festival and we're like, damn, you know, I, ho I hope we get received well. And we definitely did, you know, there was kids circle pitting, all these, you know, kids going crazy and stuff. So that, that was a really fun one, man. Yeah, um, yeah, no, that's good. That's good. What else you got? What else? So you did, yeah, you did that. So I was, and that's good right now, again. You guys are such, even style-wise, in, in a spot where, again, you could go to either side, you know, do the metal fest. You could do a, a hardcore punk fest and, you know, totally. and kill it. You know what I mean? That, that, that's, that's a good spot to be in, you know what I mean, right now. And um, you, did the, you did those, and then right now the, the record drops. And at, for right now, at this minute, like, what's the, 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 the plan? All right, the record's out now. Like, what's the big plan moving forward, like? The, the, Shoot, well, you have any tour, a big any tours like planned you know set up for this what's the deal totally man well first first order of business we're, we're gonna hit the u.s tour for this in about a couple weeks actually actually a little less a little less than a couple weeks so oh. um getting get, get ready to go for that i gotta get my guitars cleaned up restrung you know um hit the gym as much as possible you know like i'm <laughs> yeah we're gonna talk about that and the guitars because i saw yeah. Fuck that! We're gonna talk about that shit right now. But right now, okay. I saw you with the guitars. I saw that you got some new some new axes, right? Yeah, they, they you get you you hooked up now, right? Oh yeah, man! I I got I got one. It was a a, a Randy Rhodes uh, style one. I've been I've been wanting to rock that shape for a long time. Yeah. So uh, shout shout out to Mike Campesta for hooking that all up for me. So hell yeah, dope. No, and that's and and that's dope shit. I saw that you were getting you guys were getting hooked up with the stuff, and that's good shit because I know that was the stuff you fucked with. So it was a, a good stuff, and um. Um, how does it, were you ever hooked up by a guitar company before this? 
No, no, yeah, Jackson was my first, so. And, uh, and you, you bastard. First, yeah, so. you bastard. You know, oh, I, man. I, I, and in the best way. Like, you know what I mean? That's a <laughs> yeah, good yeah. good way to pop your chest. And as being a guitar guy, and I just, I know you're a real guitar guy, not just because you could play, because I know you really love the instrument. How dope is that to be hooked up by Jackson? Man, it's like, like you're saying, it's like, I'm just so grateful for all, not only that, just all the stuff that's coming in, yeah. but especially for, for, for that, because I've always looked up to Jackson as being like the best yeah. guitars, especially for the style that I play, sure. you know? So now that I'm, I'm on, I'm an artist on Jackson. It's, it's, uh, I can't express my gratitude enough, man, you know? No, for um, sure. And I know I just, you were psyched for that. I know you were Oh yeah, I just, just want to ride for them as much as possible and all that stuff, you know? That, I got a Jackson shirt on right now. Oh, oh shit, yeah, I didn't even notice. There you go. Now, hell yeah. yeah. I, Jackson's my shirt. I love them. Even Maddie Henderson, you know, he always, he put me on, you know, Jackson was always like, the Cadillacs, you know what I mean? Like right, right. for metal, it was like, sure, uh, 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 Les Paul, that's OG, just rock and roll, but we were rocking for the heavy stuff and to have a real, you know, BMW, we get, you had to get a Jackson, you know what I mean? Yes, that, was like the, that was like the beam of, of like heavy metal guitars, heavy style totally. guitars. Totally, and, uh, yeah, how long you been playing for? Were you one of these Because you're a killer. I was going to say, you one of these guys that came out with a guitar out of your mom's, you were already playing? <laughs> Well, you know, it's funny. My, my mom, she played acoustic guitar like in church when she was a teenager, but she, she never stuck with it, though, which is which is funny. But uh, I started playing guitar when I was 12, 12. And so what, what and, made you pick you know, the I'm, guitar? I'm, 20, I'm 28 now. So, yeah, What's that? what made you pick guitar? Oh, um, why? Well, I just got I just would watch videos like on TV. Like I would see I got I, I want to say at a certain point because I started off with hip hop. I think I was telling you that. Yeah. You know? Start, start off with hip hop as at a young age. And then around the time when, when I was old enough to kind of be aware of what my, my mom and my dad would play in the car, because, you know, they, they all grew up in like the 80s. So my dad would play like Crazy Train, Ozzy Osbourne, you know, um, you know, my mom would play, you know, they play Scorpions and stuff yeah. like that. So I, at a certain point, I'll be in the back of the car and I'd be like, Damn, I kind of like this, like rock music, like whatever this is, you know. Yeah. Um, and then I started to see like, you know, videos of like Kiss on TV, whatever. And I was like, man, that guy looks cool, you know, Ace Freely and all that. And then at a certain point, I'm just like, man, this is what I want to do, you know? Um, and shout out to my cousin, Sarah, because at the time, I thought she was the coolest person. She had super punk, you know, she had spiked hair. She had like, all these, like, wristbands and stuff yeah, yeah. and whatever and stuff. And I remember she had a bunch of guitars in her room, so I'd always want to go in her room and hang out with her and stuff. So she gave me my first guitar, which is, like, an Ibanez. Uh, it was, like, a, it was like a blue Ibanez. It was just, like, a little shitty starter guitar, yeah. you know? Um, and I just strummed on that until I found what to do and i just i remember i spent a whole summer i think it was the summer going into um seventh grade because i was 12 so yeah yeah and that's yeah. that's basically yeah. it that's great when especially when you're lucky to have you know a cousin a friend somebody who puts you on <clears throat> yeah. and who and not only they put you on like they invest in you like hey come on come with me kid because i had a, i had somebody like that besides my big brother I had, there was a neighborhood guy who was going to shows but he was always oh. like i was a young guy i was skating into hip-hop i loved ha hardcore but he'd be like come you know come check this out come this is and you be i would see all the you know his you know exactly all his uh boots and all that stuff in his room and all that mm -hmm. shit and it was like it's it's good when you have somebody to help guide you in that and um when you start playing, when's the, when do you get bit with the, 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 the heavy side of the metal stuff? Like the more, it had to be most likely Metallica or Slayer. Cause that's usually the culprit. 
that that that's usually like the what do you call that like the the transition you know what yeah. i mean uh yeah because the, the first band that i was just so like obsessed with was kiss you know yeah. I, I i was so into them and I, I just that's all i listened to for the longest time and then at a certain point i remember i was like watching tv it was like cause my, i remember my parents had uh, comcast you know where they had like the the pre-recorded music videos so i was just looking through the bands and i remember seeing metallica live in 89 playing for whom the bell tolls you know and just hearing that like dun, 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 dun. Yeah. And i was like whoa i never heard anything heavier than that at the time so i was like this is crazy um so i remember i was super into metallica for a bit and like you said then slayer came around and then that was when i was like whoa this is like in, intense like i just I, I was like this is almost seems illegal how how, how heavy it is, you know? <laughs> it, is. it is it does that shit was like well, next level shit and yeah. then uh, and then what you know, because that's usually the evolution if you don't got somebody. Again, not every, people, you know, a lot of these people try to act like they were born in CBGBs or born in some squat. And like, you know, at least in the punk hardcore scene, some of these people live oh. by that fantasy when it's like, hey, you know, a lot of times we come in from, you know, rock, metal. And then when we want it, it's usually within the person where like, okay, let's let's take this music deeper. You, when you're a real music fan, you start digging and then you'll either go lighter or you might go heavier you know what exactly. i mean it's just it just what you know it was the evolution the same way how a lot of old punk guys became bikers they went from listening to punk rock to back to like led zeppelin black sabbath you know just the evolution of, of where we all go but totally yeah what was you get the slayer whatever where does the underground shit come in is it with your boys or whatever i'm talking the punk hardcore shit like all right you you listen to Slayer. it's already borderlining you might see some you know, more bands that are in our world now opening for those bands at the time. But when are you going into the more local shows? When does that start for you? Like, well, to, to, to bring it that back, it's like, I, I think I, when I started to discover, like, cause at first I thought, I thought punk was the only like, you know, sub genre, you know what I mean? And then like, I, uh, I remember finding like seeing the old thrash flyers, you know, like saying like, you know, Oh, um, like, like nuclear soul playing with like freaking, like, you know, Agnostic Front or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh, or, and I was like, oh, like, what are what are these bands? You know, so I, I discovered a lot of those, like the Cro-Mags and stuff through through the metal bands. Yeah. So I initially my first like um uh introduction to hardcore was like the the 80s stuff, you know? Yeah. And it reminded me a lot of like the thrash stuff because it had the same intensity and stuff. So I was like, man, this is this is really cool. So that that was my idea of like of 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 hardcore or hardcore punk was like that stuff. Yeah. And then I remember being like, you know, in middle school, or whatever. I remember kids talking about, oh, like there's a hardcore show, da da da. And but at the time, their their definition of hardcore was like the deathcore stuff and stuff yes. like that. Which yeah, is, yeah, yeah, which, yeah, yeah. Which, it's crazy. It's what they call. I've I've heard that people call it hardcore stuff, and it's some other shit. Yeah, and it's funny because I remember like seeing like you know listening to the bands that they were talking about and stuff, and I was just like, in my mind, I was like, wait, this isn't this isn't hardcore because I remember in in my head, I was like you know, Black Flag and Cro-Mags, because, like, that was, to me, because yeah. my only my own perception of hardcore was the old school, school stuff. Yeah. So I was like, no, this is, like, some, like, whatever metal something. But then I, I quickly realized that, you know, there's so many subgenres, like, you know, just of, of, of that, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, you know, so I just, that's that's kind of how I got into that. Yeah, and that's and that's a good, look, it, I'm not one of these older guys that are always like, yeah, you came in in the right scene with the right, it's, it's definitely... A good pool that you came from, like to reach in. It ain't the only good old school pool. Being a, a, a newer person, you know, a younger dude around, f pooling from because um, that was my era. Not because it's my era, but I wasn't a punk rock guy. 
You know what I mean? I, I love GBH and I love Discharge, but I wasn't a punk rock dude. I was, uh, I loved hip hop and I went right away into hardcore and I always loved metal. The thing about metal, what I didn't like at the time was the makeup. I always was like, man, Slayer's hard, but why are they wearing eyeliner? You know, this was yeah. early Slayer. And I was like, man, that bothered me. Then I saw a picture of Agnostic Friend in the Cro-Mag and I go, damn, these dudes look like degenerates. Like, you know, I go, they look like, yeah. and they play instruments? Like, I go, what the, I don't even know what it sounds like, but I got to see it. My brother was already into underground metal, hardcore, so I had an in. But sonically, I think that's my favorite part of era because I it has the punk influence, but the punk is more in the attitude. Then it's thrash with a, a later on style of hardcore, you know, the mix where it's total what you guys got. Cause I can, you know, you hear the thrash in you guys, you know, and the thrash ain't new metal. It ain't no new metal shit, which I love all metal. You know, even that black, oh, yeah. some black metal. Shit, I love all of it. If it's good. It's good. But you guys definitely have that thrash edge. Um, when when, what's your first band was? But besides that, now you're starting bands. Now you're you know you got your group. You're going to shows. It drains your first band, or you were in, in a band before? Because I know a lot of you guys play in a lot of bands together. Totally, man. Well, no, I was so I was in two bands basically before Drain. So my very first band was when I was 15, and it, it wasn't a heavy band at all. It was called the Barones, and it was kind of oh. like a like a cheap trick style, like um. What do you call it, like power pop? I guess. Yeah, dope. You know, and it was like that, and I was with some of my high school homies, and I played drums for that. Oh, sure, um, right. So it was just just like easy stuff, you know, just yeah. like you know, I you know, cheap trick stuff, and then so I did that for like maybe a year or two, and then when I was kind of just graduating high school, I I joined my first hardcore band, which was uh, called Gardens, All and right. I, I I played drums for that too, and it was kind of like a American Nightmare ceremony style, like you know, like fast like hardcore yeah. punk, you know, got like you. stuff like that. So that. That's what I was doing, and we're we're still together technically. Like we never exactly broke up, you know. <laughs> like uh, yeah, yeah. It's just like uh, a lot, a lot, a lot of my, a lot of my members. You know, we're we're still all friends. We still have a group chat, but we never um, broke up officially. So we've been together since like 2012 up until you know just now. So yeah. and that's good. But, like uh, that. If you ever want to play something, you could play something. You know, you exactly. never close the door on anything. Why? There's no reason to. You know what I mean? There's no rules exactly, to this shit. Yeah, and it's it's funny because we're trying to we're trying to schedule like a, a, a comeback show. And all that stuff. So I, I hope we can do that. So I'd love to. But um, but then I guess in, Inter Drain is where, you know, so I was playing with Gardens. Gardens started to slow down a little bit, you know, because we play a lot like locally, you know, because we're, we're from a town <laughs> called Salinas. Uh -huh. And uh, we play a lot locally. Da, da, da. And then I remember seeing this page on Facebook and it was like this, you know, where people put, post their demos and stuff. And then I remember seeing the drain demo and it had Sammy's like picture on it. There was like a black and white picture of him doing vocals. Yeah. And I was like, well, this looks interesting. Like I, I, you know, I was always down to check out new stuff, you know, and I listened to it and I was like, man, like this is a, it's like something, it's a, a, a type of style that wasn't really going on at the time here locally, like Selena, San Jose and stuff. It was a lot of like heavy hardcore around here. Yeah. But what, what struck me about drain was like, it's, it's got the hardcore breakdowns, but then it's like got the thrash stuff. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, this is like really, really cool because it's just locally. That's awesome. So I, I, I had to know about this band. So I would go see them and stuff. And um, they they I saw them open up for Poison Idea and stuff. Wow. So I would just I would show up to all their shows. And all of a sudden, you know, Sammy and all them, like, hey, man, like, you know, they just we just became friends and then started started playing for them. And then, Who was right. playing guitar for them? So they, they had a guy named named Patrick and they had a guy named Josh at the time. Got you. So they had and, two uh, two guitars. 
they, it's funny. Drain started out with with two guitars. Yeah. Um, and at a certain point, those members left the band, and then I they asked me to be on bass at first. They mm-hmm. they they knew that I played guitar, but they just needed a bassist at the time. Yep. And because um, they they let go of him, they're like, "Oh, do you want to play?" I was like, "Sure." I just I just love the band. I just want to play. So for about six months to maybe close to a year, I did a few weekend runs with them. You know, we went to L.A. Da da da. And um, all of a sudden, they got rid of their, their guitars at the time, and then they said, "Well, why don't you just move up to guitar, and then we'll get someone else to play bass?" Because that's what you do originally. And I was like, "Yeah, that's that's what I wanted to do from the from day one is just play guitar in this band." So, uh, so that's how that that all happened. And, and um um, how far? How much of the Drain stuff was re- re- like? All right, so now how many years ago was that? Like when you started with Drain? Like that was 2016. Like like maybe like oh, early 2016 or something. Get out of here. Um, oh, so a while ago. So how much of the stuff that you play now was written then? If any. Pretty or much. If, well, or, if, or everything. Or a lot well, of it. Well, I, I, I started writing, like, because uh, when I joined, a lot of the stuff was written by um, mostly Tim, which is which is pretty cool. A lot of people don't know that that Tim is like a sneak riffer. Like, you know, he, he, he can play guitar for sure. I was going to ask who, who who's the riff guy, you know, like in general, but I know he plays too. So I know, mm-hmm. I, you know, obviously, but also he's the secret weapon also. Well, also, yeah, for, for the, for the very, the early stuff, like all the stuff that was recorded before me and like kind of right when I joined in whatever. Um, but it wasn't until like the promo, uh, the two song promo right before California cursed, gotcha. which, uh, and it's funny at that time we were playing an E standard because now we're playing E flat. Yeah, I was um, gonna ask. Yeah, and that's good still because it's funny. We did the same shit. We started E and we did a half step, and then we went one more step down, and that's where we stopped because you know, again, trying to keep up with 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 just the, the tones, but without trying to be somebody else. And the good thing about right. you guys, and that worked out for us also, that we were bands that we didn't need to tune down. You know what I mean? Like to be heavy. Right. You know right, what I mean? Right. It worked out just because we had riffs that could were able to not have to depend on the tuning, and it's more about the flavor. Totally. You know, which is nothing wrong with it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But it, that's how you know. Uh, um, down tuning makes everything heavier. You know what I mean? Totally. Now, now when when you're more up tuned to make something sound heavy is hard. You can make things sound, you know groovy hard whatever to make things heavy is a little bit harder when everybody's tuned to something that's almost invisible you know what i mean like exactly, these tones, yeah. like, and that's what i always liked about you guys and i even told you that because i didn't know you had a two guitar you guys sound like a band that should have two guitars but you don't need two guitars that's what i ended up telling you in europe i was like don't ever get another guitar because you don't need it you know like um like you're able to, to, to match of heaviness live with one and it's a, it's not an easy thing to do but it's a, it's a good thing to do if you could do it again a la pantera you know a few bands could do it and a lot of bands don't because they can't van halen you know I mean? yeah a lot you know what i mean and it's just some people need that they need a backup you know to be able again one guitar people don't understand the deal with the one guitar stuff it's like you know it's all on you you know, the guitar is, it's like a singer, like you, you know, it, a bass, a bass and the drums are the moment, sure it falls off or whatever, you could kind of ease into spot when the one, one guitar and one vocals, you're out front, you got to be flawless, you know, and that's why I always give it to the one guitar guys who are killers, you know, and I've been, I'm a, 
I'm a guitar lover. I'm a shitty guitar player, but I'm a good writer. I know one chord, but right. I'm, I, I'm a guitar fan, guitar player fan. So when I see guys that could kill it, I'm a big fan. Yo, you kill it. And I said, that's why I told you in Europe, don't get another guitar. Like, you don't need it, not need it. You know what I mean? Because you guys could hang with the metal bands. So you don't got to worry about that. <laughs> Just keep writing Thanks, those bro. songs and shit. Thank you, and, and um, right now with the last record, um, um, riff-wise, so you were able to throw some riffs in the mix. What's the deal? How how you guys work um, putting the songs together? Like, does somebody come up with a bulk of it and then, you know, pass it on? Or somebody comes with full songs and you work work these songs out? How you how Drain puts these animals together? Well, shoot, I mean, it's kind of much like California Curse, too, where it's like we... It just depends. Sometimes I'll come with a riff or I'll be sitting on a riff for quite a while and then we'll, we'll put it to use. Or a lot of the times with some of our, you know, best known songs, like, you know, Feel the Pressure, California Curse and stuff like that. Those, those were written kind of like, um, uh, like spontaneously, I guess, you know, like, uh, like time changes. Of, that's the time changes on that. And the pressure. That's my shit. It's the like, pressure. Oh, yeah. yeah. It does like. That's why I tell you, I heard the bubbles at first in the beginning. I was like, what? But the, the tempo changes, because I'm all about tempo changes. That shit is oh. bad. That that Thanks, track bro. made me say, me and Mac used to watch you guys play. And when we would watch that, we were like, okay, you know, they're, you know, they're in. You know That's what awesome. I mean? Like, That's at least, because awesome. there's a little, anybody could drop something in halftime. Now, when you, when you could pull different tempos and little flavor pockets and some fly shit. I heard that fly shit. Ain't no, you know. People that know the pocket know what's up, but anyway, but yeah. Thanks, um, no, those songs are dope. Like all those pocket grooves. That, all right, so you come up with some of you guys come up with riffs, and then what happens? So you you have some stuff, and then what? Do you build it at home, or what do you do? You, you bring it to the studio. You know, a lot a lot of it. I'll say a lot of it was is is built up in 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 the practice spot or wherever we're at at the time. I, I feel like we're the type of band. I feel like, you know, Tim has said this before, Sam has said this before, we all kind of get in there and kind of do it old school, you know what I mean, where it's like, and, and we, we never want to do like the Pro Tools thing, you know, where we're kind of like on the computer, like, oh, like kind of crafting a song, oh, what do you guys think, and pass it on, like, we just want to get in there in a room, just like, you know, how everyone's done it back in the day, and just like, yeah. just, okay, what do we want to make, like, what do we want to do, what part do we want to do this, you know, and that's, I feel like we pride ourselves on, on that, you know, so a lot of it is just, we make it all together, you know, but like I said, Every once in a while, someone will have a, uh, an idea. Like Sammy might be like, "Oh, what if you tried this to Tim?" Or I'm like, "Oh, I have this riff I've been sitting on. Let's let's put it in the mix." You know. So, but yeah, a lot a lot of it is done. All three of us are in the room, and yeah. and is and is it a pretty um, fair process as far as everybody saying the band writing riffs? Because with us, it was a little different. Like I run my shit with an iron, uh, you know, grip. Like, but not because it's my way or the highway. It's more like. I know when I when I write a riff, I know I um I murdered it, meaning I I I tore it down and shit on it a quadrillion times before I feel like okay now I'll play it for somebody because I feel confident in it. So I I know I put it through the ringer, so I'm really anal on what I pick. For many years I did that, but then it's also not the right thing to do when I was kind of trying to make I was trying to lead everybody's hands on how shit should be everybody's paintbrush hand how to paint when I should be like give you my idea and let you paint your strokes help you build my idea I learned that later on with you guys um um is it fair enough that everybody got a, a pretty much a, a good say in it or you guys just somebody kind of takes the lead and it just works that way most of the time as far as the songwriting 
Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it just depends on the song. I mean, like we we all kind of, um, you know, we we all do like our own like respective thing. You know, like like you know, Sammy writes all the lyrics. Like I, for the most part, I write ninety eight percent of the riffs. You know, like uh, yeah. uh, Tim pretty much does ninety eight percent of the of his drum parts. You know, what I mean? so we're yeah, all yeah. We, we all kind of do our thing. But it's like, again, like the way I see it, and I think I can speak for the rest of my band is that like we we're all a unit. You know, we're we're it's not just like one person's like we are a band. So you know, of course we got to work together to, to write stuff. So I might come with a riff and I might think it's like really cool, but then maybe like Sammy's like, Oh, what if you like maybe tweak this? What if you try this or something? And it ends up not being the way that I wanted yeah. it, but that's, but that's okay. Because that's why, you know, you, you talk as a band and if you're have a good relationship with your, your, your boys and stuff like that, you guys can come to an understanding and stuff. So, um, you know, and, and also too, it's like, I feel like me, Sammy and Tim are all three different guys, you know, that are all, kind of similar in a way if that makes sense because like you know we all kind of want different things from the band but like we all kind of come together for like the general like um yeah yeah uh, you know you know what i mean because like obviously i'm i'm the i'm the metal guy yeah you know tim, tim is really into like you know like the the 90s like 2000s kind of like pop punk stuff you know yep. what i mean uh you know and then sammy likes what he likes and stuff but we all kind of bring our own sauce together and kind of throw it in the pot and that becomes drain you know what i mean yeah and that's that's a good that's a good way to be because um you know, again, like I said, I, I was trying to, you know, uh, you know, do the James Hetfield shit too much, like control everybody's moving. And, and that's not good. Um, later on, I learned that. And, and, and that's good because, you know, again, um, I, I tell people that um, um, what, um, especially in bands building, you know, um, I basically like what you basically said is, is, is the concept of how I have a band, the way people should learn how should they should see a band that's been together for a while, like. With us, I saw it this the later years. When it finally sank into me, I was like, with the band, I was like, yo, we're special forces. I'm a Navy SEAL. Mikey was, uh, you know, a Green Beret. You know, uh, uh, Freddie's, uh, you know, uh, uh, a Green Beret. You know, whatever it is. I was right. like, you don't tell them how to be a Navy SEAL. You just say, this is the mission. You let the yeah. Navy SEAL be the Navy SEAL. You let the Green Beret be the Green Beret. You let the Air Force, you know. And then I, when I realized that, I said, yo, I got all killers. Why do I got to teach killers how to kill? I said, no, I just got to say who we got to kill. You know what I mean? And then when you learn that, now the art of killing is beautiful. You know what I mean? You could kind of not right. just one style. And that's what I learned. And um, it's good that you do that. And I think it will keep shit um, fresh in the longer run. You know what I mean? And um, what you got right now, you dropped this record. And um, what's the deal as far as um, I know you say you got the, the US tour I've seen that you have a lot of bands on that I remember Sammy was talking about that oh, right yeah that, that totally you, you wanted to stack it and make it like a big you know um and I noticed that a lot of the the the, the newer tours are um how long is your set what are you guys about so about now I think it's about maybe a little over 30 minutes which yeah. which is uh short insane. to some which short, is short insane yeah it, it's short but that's the norm now, like, you know, and what I, in all fairness, you know, this hardcore shit, like I think 45 minutes tops is more of anything heavy where you could get hit with it and left wanting more. You know what I mean? That, that's been our MO for the longest, man. It's like to, to that whole, what is it? Um, not, you know what I mean? Like that whole psychology where it's like, oh, it's like, you know, le less is hungry. more type of thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that, that, that's been our thing for a while. Cause I remember back you know, pre-pandemic, our set was like maybe what, 11 minutes, 12 minutes, you know? 
Um, which is which is crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's like a sex session for some of these people. <laughs> a real whack sex session. Eleven yeah. minutes. Well, that depends. For some of you guys, it's a little championship session. Eleven minutes. But uh, oh, <laughs> no, but yeah, no. So you gotta have. Yeah, it's um. I was talking about that now. I think with Busky, that yeah, that 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 um. Now, yo, back in the day, yo, you would play, and I, I'm not trying to be this back in the day guy, but they would complain. You play. Oh, you didn't play an hour and a half? And we're like, yo, we never played an hour and a half. You know, yeah. Just because we're a headliner and Judas Priest is a headliner doesn't mean we're Judas Priest, you know, or whatever. It's like, yeah, there's a hardcore show. But like back in the day, they would try to crucify you if you didn't play a minimum of an hour, which is still, you know, I see it for some of these, you know, even in our world, to me, 45 minutes tops. Mm-hmm. Like of, like, okay, you got, a, you know, you got records out 45 minutes, like, Almost uh, from 30 minutes to 45, kind of the amount you would have a decent set time at a festival. Just enough to hit them over the head for you to just start sweating and then get off and be like, oh, if we would have gave them everything, they would have been six feet under. You know, you you know, like beat them to almost death. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, well, dude, I mean, a lot of my like favorite bands that I've seen and like thinking, oh, I can sit through a whole set, doesn't matter how long they play, like, Sometimes that like sets can drag on, you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. not not the band's fault necessarily, but it's just like damn, you know, like uh, I feel like people's attention spans too. A lot of the times are just, you know, you want to you want to sit and stay for the whole thing, even if it's your favorite band. But you know, every everyone gets gets tired out, you know what I mean? And so I I think it's better to like you said, forty five minutes or something. I think that's yeah, like a, a good for sure a good, you know, place for right sure. There. Leave them nice and hungry and like that. And I know we we talked up. I know we started over there, and I could see. You're looking good, and I know it started on the road. You've been, we've been, you were talking about it. We we were all talking about it, getting our push-ups in and working out. And I know mm-hmm. you was telling me you started training and you started training to start getting ready because you know you had a lot of work to do, a lot of traveling and touring. I see you oh. at the gym, so oh, yeah. talk to me. How's that going? I see, I see, I see the the pythons coming in. I see the pythons oh, yeah, coming man. in. Yep, you know, yep. there you go, there you go. I saw, I see you trimmed down though a little bit. What's up? And so, how's it going? Thanks, man. Well, yeah, shoot. I just like at a certain point in life, I was like, damn, I, I need to start getting, you know, my fitness in check. I got to get build some muscle up. I've always wanted to build muscle and stuff. I never really had like the proper, I guess, motivation. You know, I was like, yeah. oh, like I want to do it, but I, I'll start later. You know, then this. Yeah. finally I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. So I hit up my boy Raul and he's been going to the gym since I've known him for his been like past like 10 years. So I was like, hey, man, I was like, I want to join you at the gym. Like, you know, you mind if I go with you? He's like, hell yeah, man. So. I started going and then it's really one of the best uh, life decisions I've made, you know, because I just, I feel so good after going to the gym and like, I got like addicted to the point where I'm like, man, like all, oh, I just want to get big and freaking, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's an awesome thing, you know? So, um, yeah, you know, I was on the keto diet for about four months originally. And this was actually before our tour. Uh-huh. And, I remember um, you already had the key. You, I, you were talking it and I know you, so you already kind of knew about it. So I figured you were, you probably had to start it already. It's a hard diet that it's hard to, to stick to. Oh man. Know? Yeah. Cause I, I just growing up, like, I mean, I, I feel like I just kind of ate whatever I wanted, you know, not really paying attention to the calorie intake and this, this and that. So when I first, the first like week I started the keto diet, it was really hard, especially the first few days because I, one, I was in a calorie deficit and two, I wasn't consuming like sugar or carbs barely. So I was really hungry. I was kind of a little irritable. I was like, damn, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this, man, you know. But after the week went by and I started to get used to it, I was like, oh. And then so I was so used to being 
in a calorie deficit and I ended up doing for four months, I lost 40 pounds. Yeah. So, um, I was like, damn, this is easier than I thought, you know? Um, and then after our tour, I went back on keto for about maybe a month and a half or something. And I got to the point where I was like, I feel like I've lost enough. I feel like all I got to do is just stay in the gym, stay consistent and I'll be fine. I'll, I'll lose like the, the last little bit of what I have. Yeah. Build muscle in the process. You know, you know, it's funny, uh, you know, uh, slam Jameson, you know, yeah. our, our it's like he, he, he put in perspective for me. He was like, yo man, like, you know, if you just stay, stay in the gym, stay consistent, I think you've earned the right to go back to a regular diet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, Slam, he's, he's freaking ripped, you yeah. know, all, all about his health and nutrition. Yeah. So, yeah. No, for sure. And it's good. Cause I even, I even told you that kind of not, cause I know the key, the, look at diets. I learned. So I've been a big guy my whole life mm -hmm. and the word diet already almost jinxes you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, that, that corny shit is reality no you say i made a lifestyle change because you know why it's vague you know what you might eat a fucking hamburger one day and you shouldn't get crucified for it but you know what you do you eat a hamburger now now you know okay i gotta go hard the next couple days eat real right. light low my we, we we gotta be happy what you could be ripped up and miserable we don't want to be that either you know what exactly, i mean yeah. like adam blake put it in perspective in a lot of ways like you know like you know because um uh, the same thing with me it gets, you know, you get infatuated with it because you get on a roll. And I remember it was my son's birthday and I'm like, you know, really thinking about how where I'm going to end. And Adam goes, you work out so you could celebrate these moments. So you're alive for these moments to enjoy them. You eat that cake. And I was like, word, you know, that's what you do. And then you learn, look, this is what we plan to do. To, you know, to, you, nobody gets diesel in a, in a year or two unless you're doing steroids. The fact is, that's right. a slow burn. Anybody who's been training, been training for many years. So guess what? That's the discipline is being able to, to, to wait for that slow gratification. If you could wait for that, you'll be able to keep going to the gym, which is hard. It ain't an easy thing to do because people want the quick fix. Oh, let me, let me let me buy this pill that makes me drop weight. Yeah, that's, it's called crack. That's where you drop away. You know, you got to work out and watch how you eat. And, exactly. and, you know, it's a lifestyle change. But I know you did it hard. And um, um, what are you eating now? So how you're eating? I know obviously you're watching, but uh, you're eating meat. Are you vegetarian? Or what, what's your, your your diet like right now? Yeah, well, shoot. I mean, I, I basically, I, I, I stopped doing keto like kind of recently. So it was like um, freaking, well, man, I want to say maybe a couple of weeks ago. So kind of recent. So I went back to just kind of like, you know, eating whatever, but it's like, uh, you know, so I've kind of been celebrating in a way having, you know, yeah, you know, I had all garden the other day, whatever, you know, so I having a carb heavy meal and stuff, but I mean, yeah, I try to eat, I try to have a lot of protein, especially that um, my goal is to build muscle at this point. So, you know, I have a lot of like steak, a lot of like yeah. chicken and stuff. And, uh, you know, now that I'm off keto, I can have rice now, you know, so a lot of rice and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm just trying to, like you said, have a balance, like, you know, uh, you know, have ce celebrate when I can, and then also just you know, kind of kind of watch what I'm eating, but eat, eating pretty healthy. You know, which I think the the steak and rice and yeah, you know, for sure, stuff, yeah, right? chicken, yeah, especially you're lifting to you know muscle. You know, you could eat that as eating you know lean meats and you know vegetables. You know, broccoli and chicken. That was like my key. You know what I mean? Like that, that worked totally. for me good. And when you know, I basically looked at what do the fighters eat when they're training for a fight, and they always like broccoli and grilled chicken. So I was like, that's what I'm gonna do. And uh, what's yeah? Um, how many days a week you train? You're training now. Three, three days a week, basically. Yeah. You going and to the, obviously that varies if I'm you know gone. Like you know, so obviously Drain's gonna be gone for about a month on that tour. 
So I'm, I'm going to try to find ways to, you know, get it in. I mean, like me and Slam, you already know we're going to be doing our push-ups. You know, we're yeah. probably going to hit the gym if we can, you know, if, they, if, if time permits while we're on yep. the road and stuff. So, but if I'm home, it's it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Monday, Wednesday. Yeah, no, that's good, man. It's good. And, and um, what's the, the the next next thing? So you got the U.S. tour is overseas set up yet for anything? Because after yes. that, you know, I know that um, you guys killed it in Europe. And I know a lot of a lot of kids were, were amped and asking when you guys are coming back and all that. Um, any plans for Europe? Because a lot of our listeners are from Europe, too. So, right, know. right. Uh, yeah. So the U.S. tour, we come back from that on the last show is the 20, June 24th. We're home for about a, a month. And then we head to Japan uh, oh, July yeah, yeah. 26th. So our first time in Japan. Very excited. We're all, all very excited. Uh, so that's about a week. And then we come back, and then I don't know what the window is between that, but I think it's pretty much we go from Japan to Europe. Gotcha. Um, so, uh, and we're hitting most of the same spots. I know we're hitting, like, Italy on this one. We're hitting nice. – um, and we're, we're doing a lot of the cool festivals, too, like the, the a lot of the, the metal festivals, too, like, you know, Valken. Valken, and, uh, I saw that. And that's big, too, and congratulations because, again, Valken, um, it's not easy to get on. You know, in general, you know, even you could be new and, and hyped and all that. That still don't mean shit. Like, you know, it's good that you were able to get on there because, you know, it's it's a good notch on your belt for bands in our world to get on the Vakin. You know what I mean? So oh, that's yeah. cool shit. So Thank I saw you, that. And you got, yeah, you got Vakin. I saw some big festivals, which is perfect for you guys. That's what you guys oh, need yeah. to do. The, uh, the, the Dynamo Metal Fest. I'm really excited for that one, too. Um, OG fast, yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. So that that and uh, there's there's a couple others too, like some some ones that I've heard about. I think we um, we were talking about it maybe in, in Poland because there's the the Poland uh, I think it's Poland Rock or something, or it was brought up when we were there. Yeah. Um, so so we're doing that one. So I'm I'm really excited. Yeah, that's good shit. That's good. So how much time off now from right now till when you leave? A little, little less than two weeks. Like I've uh, yeah about that like. So what's your plan to do on these last two weeks home? Shoot, man. Well, like I said, first and foremost, take care of business and hit the gym as much as possible. <laughs> and um, shoot, just get everything in order. I got, like I said, I got to clean up my guitars. I got to restring them. Uh, I'm really excited because, you know, on our tour, I had the inky case. So I had the two, the two dinkies. Yep. But now that um, Jackson hooked me up with the, the Randy Rhodes, they gave, they gave me their own, um, sorry, they gave me their own uh, case for that. So we're driving on this whole tour, so which is awesome. So I can bring the Randy Rhodes and the Inky as well. So I'm gonna have three guitars to cycle on. Dope. So really excited for that. And um, yeah, man, just uh, just 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 really just just honing in on what I gotta do and just not you know not not screwing around, just hitting the gym, oh, yeah, getting my music stuff right, you know, and then and then hit the road and. That's yeah, good it, shit. And, and 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 before we get out of here, you want to give everybody a quick, simple rundown of your rig because everybody, you know, there's a lot of guitar. You don't got to yeah. get the secrets. And some guys got secret setups they don't want to give away. But people, some I, I'm a, I'm a rig guy. You know, I like kind of right. seeing a rough. What are you using? What are you using? What's your basic setup right now? What you like playing out of life? When people see Drain, like what 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 are they looking at? Well, shoot, like uh, first and foremost, the way the way I see it. The not the knowledge is meant to be spread, so I'm I'm not I'm not afraid to I will never gatekeep you know what I what I use because you know I I you know everyone should sound good or how they want yeah. to so um yeah I, I use uh, right now I use uh, Randall if I'm if I'm home if if it's a flying yeah. situation different but at home I use a uh, uh, Randall RG100 which is solid state yep and uh, obviously you know I love that because it gives me that 
solid state, that kind of like thrashy tone, like a yep. really mid scoop. And of course, like, you know, Dime back Pantera. Yeah, I like the scoop know? shit too, the mid scoop shit. That's my shit. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that that head really gives me the Pantera vibes and also gives me like the um the the the, the two Exodus albums, Fabulous Disaster and Impact is imminent, like that that era of them. Yeah. Where it was like really like like deep and just the mid scoop, it just sounds so like big yeah. and heavy, you know. So um I got that and for my pedals I have this, uh, so I have a NS2 noise suppressor, which is ne never, never failed me. And I have a G7 uh, uh, EQ, like an equalizer, like a seven band EQ. Mm -hmm. And I put it in a slight V shape, kind of like, like that, you know, not, not, Scooped. not of course. That's yeah. why we like, I fuck with you guys. Cause we got the same here. It's almost sonic, like it's almost engineers don't like that. They kind of want to put the middles up, but we hear it where we want a little bit scooped to give it a little low endy and a little bit of that warm meanness. So I do everything is a wide V, I call it. You know what I mean? I used to be a right. deep V. Now I yeah. got a little bit more wider with the V on my EQ, but uh, right. Well, I mean, like the I feel like the Randall. The Randalls has a so much mid scoop that right. I feel like I don't have to go super deep with the the, the equalizer. So just just a little sauce on it just to give it like a little more yeah. you know, punch or whatever. But shoot, and then I got a tube scream, Ibanez tube screamer, which just you know, just click that on, kind of keep everything at noon for the most part. And um shit, that's but and I guess for lead stuff, you know, uh, you probably you know noticed me using it yeah. on our tour. It was like I, I'll click on I got like the the you know digital delay and I got the um the you know the the chorus pedal chorus, and stuff yeah. like that and I'll, yeah. I'll throw that on for you know all my little solo stuff that i do in between when sammy's talking you know and he's like yeah hey what's up you know yeah yeah <laughs> and, so uh, randall randall jackson is basically the fucking the, the the meat and potatoes of of your of your preference of your machines is yes but i i will say it's funny you ask i i am going to be switching over to a new amp i don't i don't want to reveal it yet gotcha. but uh, but it's coming coming in the mail, and I'm really really stoked. It's it's uh it should be showing up soon. But it's it's an amp that gives me like a a, a similar tone to the Randall, but it's also like a a tube amp as well. So it's like louder. Okay. So can I without so without blowing it up? Is yeah. it a, 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 a an already old company or is it a new company? It's uh I would say it's a newer company. A newer sure. company. Okay. Oh, cool shit. Yeah. Cool shit. So yeah. I'm really excited to to be on board with that Dope. and. Um, yeah, so I can't wait for everyone to see it, you know? Yeah, no, good shit. Listen, I'm glad I was able to get you on the show. I know you busy, but I was glad I was. we made it happen. I wanted to get you on. Oh. Listen, I'm psyched for you guys. Keep killing it. Everybody, make sure you tap in. Follow him on Instagram. Go check out. Go get the record. The, these motherfuckers kill it. Um, oh. I love your energy. You know what's up. I back you guys big time. I'm rooting for you dudes. And I'm Thanks. trying to catch you guys in Florida. So you know what's up. Stay in the gym. You know what time oh, it is. Yep. You yep, know how we know. do. And um, tell all the fellas I said what's up. And course, um, I'll let you know. When we, I think we're going to drop this tomorrow. I'll let you know, all right? So, cool, um, cool. Yo, anything you want to let um, everybody out there know before we out of here? Shoot. Uh, yeah, just everyone, everyone that's been rocking with us since past and present. Love it. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. And... Uh, yeah, the stuff to see you guys on the Living Proof Tour and beyond. And at Hoya, please come through to uh to the Florida show for sure. I am. We've already been talking about it, me and Gator yeah. Food. Everybody out there, go get that drain. Go follow my boy, Cody. Listen, drain in the building, smoking word podcast. We out of here. I'll hit you up, Cody, all right? Yes, sir. One, Thank you, Hoya. love. We yes, out of here, everybody.